Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. Hello, my friends. Welcome to one more edition of the Brother Marcos radio show. I'm your host, Brother Marcos, speaking from Sao Paulo, Brazil, speaking to the whole world. Good to be back with you, my friends, friends from the whole world. We are already in our third year of the Brother Marcos radio show. And I thank my friends at the Kapow Radio Network and Radio Redemption and Power Network for broadcasting our show. And uh, I, th I especially thank you for your precious time and, um, and for listening to us. We're going to talk about today a very uh, difficult topic, okay? I was uh, kind of reluctant about doing this show, but I think it's necessary. It's necessary because, you know, Every election we have the same problem. And there's a lot of confusion about theology, actually. I'm not here, my friends, to, to tell you to vote for Donald Trump. And I'm certainly not here to tell you to vote for demonic Hillary Clinton. But I'm here today in order to help you have a, you know, a good theological perspective on what God wants us, how, how he wants us to regard this whole leadership thing, you know, what, what, what is a president supposed to be, you know, what should, should Christians look for in a leader, you know, what should we expect, what's the, the, the real uh, good position, biblical position on leadership, you know, that really makes me wonder, because, you know, Hillary Clinton may very well win this election. Okay, here in Brazil, the Marxists they won because they stole the election with election fraud software. Okay, so my friends, uh, who knows? Who knows what can happen? And we also know, my friends, that the you know the world, the whole world, is going down in a basket. Okay, it's going down the drain. We are seeing, you know, we are approaching the end times, and things are just getting worse and worse. And uh, it, it may be very well be that, you know, it's time for Hillary Clinton to arise and destroy the United States and really insert the country into the new world order for good. I don't know. That, that, that may be possible. Okay. So, but I, I think that whatever happens, our most important priority is to try to understand what God wants from us. Okay. Because if this world goes down... You, you know, what's important is that you stay holy, is that you stay wise, and you, and that you obey God, no matter what happens, okay? So that's, that's my intent, that's my objective today, and I'll try to do the best that I can, okay? And, uh, yes, my friends, uh, some people will be upset, okay? But I, I have really have uh, to say what I have to say, all right? So, my friends, uh, I think that, that there's a big problem in American Christianity. You know, uh, some people there, they really believe that they can change the world. That's the problem, the plague, the heresy of dominionism. Oh, yes, dominionism is the kind of belief that says, you know, Amer especially American Christianity will produce some kind of leader. And this guy is so perfect, you know, he's very, very... Uh, He's very, very uh, uh, holy and uh, perfect in all in all ways, okay. And uh, and he will really change the nation in a way that that is going to bring revival, and suddenly everything will be all right. So basically, he's a savior. He's a messiah. Some people really believe in that, and we have uh, we did a show about on. Uh, on Ted Cruz, okay, we did a show about Ted Cruz, okay, and um, so so you could 
very well see the way that people interacted with him and what they were expecting from this man and uh, and they they never stopped to really try to understand his theological doctrine doctrinal positions were okay lots of uh, bad theology some things like like bordering on heresy okay ted cruz i'm, I'm so glad that he's not <laughs> that he's not in in the, the the final election process right now but anyway i think it's very clear my friends that the bible says that we should not expect much from from leaders and from humans okay because the bible tells us you know that cursed is the man who trusts in man isn't that isn't that 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 true that's a jeremiah 17 for you cursed is the man who trusts in man okay so and i really was trying to to you know just look around the bible and, and try to to see if the bible really said anything about requirements for a, a political leader okay and uh, it really didn't matter how much i tried to find these requirements i could not you know because they're not there because if you really check the bible it will really say a lot about Jesus Christ being being the king and and in the second part of the show we're going to try to 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 check some of these teachings but you know about the christian leader you know i mean it, it just starts like like with this verse that i i just told you curse is the man that be, that that trusts in man so if you trust a leader really trust for for changing the world you are in a bad position okay and then it goes on if we, if, we, if we remember the story about king saul okay king saul do you remember that the, the the people in israel they were ruled by judges okay and those judges they basically they listen to the prophets and to whatever god was saying they were trying to follow the, the the laws and the rules that god had given to moses and they had the prophets okay so basically it was a theocracy theocracy okay it was uh, the government uh, from god from religion okay and then the, the 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 people from israel said no but the other nations they have kings we want a king we want a strong man and here he is the, the you know this great man his name is, is is Saul and he's tall and he's strong and good looking he he's a top model he's a Calvin Klein top model okay so let's make him king you know and God really said you want to have a king you know he's going to enslave you you know your 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 sons will will have to to die in battle basically that that's i'm paraphrasing here but you know your sons will have to die in battle for him you know while he's living in a palace with lots of uh, women and gold and everything and your daughters will be just slaves in the kitchen are you sure that's what you want and they said oh that's what we want we want we want that we want king saul you know and and then they ended up with that you know cursed man i mean a horrible man that that really uh betrayed god and, uh, and he looked after himself and his pride and and even witchcraft spiritism okay so it's like kings have a bad rap in, in the bible you know and then we go on and we cannot really find anything about about you know political leaders it's not like pastors and deacons pastors and deacons that there are requirements very clear you know you have you know don't drink too much wine you know take care of the take care of, of your own family you know basically be a sober man so there are requirements for pastors and deacons but no requirements <clears throat> sorry for political leaders Okay, what we have then, you know, how can we actually uh, 
understand how we, we should choose those leaders, okay? We could go, for example, for Proverbs. In Proverbs, there's a lot of a practical, practical worldly wisdom, okay, for doing things on this earth. If you go there and you check Proverbs 29, there's a verse there. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. No, it means the people suffer, the people mourn. The King James says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bears rule, the people mourn. So basically, we should look for a righteous person and not a wicked person because there will be consequences. Okay, so it's not like I won't do anything. You know, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility because of stewardship, my friends. That's another principle that is all over the Bible. It started with Adam. When God told Adam to take care of the garden, that's the principle of stewardship. You take care of things. You take care of your family. You take care, you know, of your house. You take care of your church. You take care of your city and your country. You know, you do your part. doesn't mean that you have to do everything. But, you know, that's the principle of stewardship. So, so Christians, they're not supposed to just, you know, cross their arms and relax and do nothing. Because that's not a biblical, that's not a biblical concept, you know. The timid, God does not like the timid, okay, the lazy, the, the shy ones, you know, re- regarding uh, the defense of uh, his, his principles and his word. Okay, he doesn't like that. And we have another one here that is, it's very, it's, I mean, very appropriate because it comes from the New Testament. First Timothy 2. First of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men, for kings and all those in authority, so that we may lead tranquil and quiet lives, in all godliness and dignity. Okay? The, 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 there are other um, other versions here, other translations, but basically they all say the same thing. King James Bible, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So basically, what we should expect from, from a good leader is that we can live a quiet, tranquil, peaceable life. And that we can exercise godliness, dignity, honesty. So these should be, my friends, in my opinion, the requisites, things that we should look for in the leader. Is this leader allow, will this leader allow us to live peaceful and quiet lives? Oh yes, let me see. We see here, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Christians in America must deny their faith in Christianity, adhere to new liberal laws. And here she is. Here she is. He just says, he, he, she's here, she's talking in a, in a feminist, Marxist, women in the world forum. And she's talking about abortion how she likes abortion, how important it is. And then she says, you know, these things, these beliefs that we have must be enforced through laws and political will. You know, this political will talk is basically, it's exactly the same speech that Hitler used to to, to say, to use. Okay? And and then she says, okay, that all deep-seated Cultural codes, religious beliefs, have to be changed by the force of law. So do you think that this woman, okay, that this woman that wants to enforce her demonic beliefs on Christians will let us live quiet lives, tranquil lives, peaceful lives? No, my friends. That's not her idea. I mean, you have no idea how, how evil this woman is. No, we, we could spend like 
shows week after week talking about her evil deeds here but I don't think it's necessary because you know it's all over the internet do you want to see go to infowars.com I mean I don't agree with everything that Alex Jones says but go there and check because he's got like lots of articles about you know this woman being an uh, you know she, she defended Bill Clinton his her uh, husband basically the man is a rapist you know several women came forward and said oh, this guy raped me and Hillary Clinton called her then white trash sluts you know she's anti-women and uh, some people say you know that she's a witch there's there's really there are really so many different reasons to believe that she's a real real satanist a real witch she used she used to talk with Eleanor Roosevelt spirit through a median that's Hillary Clinton my friends she is the one who who you know promoted the war in Syria by by giving guns to all the the, the you know the rebels al nusra the terrorists there isis some people say that she even gave guns to isis to kill christians there so you think that that she really likes christians that she will let us live a quite peaceful life if she doesn't care that isis is chopping off the heads of christians in the middle east so you see my friends you have this demonic person here that every christian in the world should be completely you know freaking out about just about her presence in in in, in politics much uh, you know much uh, less being having the possibility of being president but you know what they're doing oh yes they're attacking trump because because 11 years ago he made a joke about you know some some woman so my friends that's here we have all the the you know an example about how pharisees they rule american christianity because even if you think can you imagine you're talking about a friend of yours you're talking about you know someone you know and you start 11 years ago I mean, we're talking about the 70-year-old man, okay? And who's married right now, married, and he's 70, okay? And then you start to gossip, you know, 11 years ago, this guy, you know what he said to another guy? You know, he said that he tried to make a pass on that, that other woman, and then he, you know, said some sexual words and profanity, you know, I mean, this is gossip. This is the, the, the least possible Christian behavior that I can't think about. You know, and I was uh, uh, checking people like like the president of the Southern Baptist Seminary in Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, yes. You know, and he was like saying, oh, if you really vote for Trump, you're denying Christianity or something in that sense. Okay. I'm paraphrasing here because I, I was not able to to save his uh, statement or the article. But basically, we have this very powerful man. You know, the president. Let, let's say the owner, okay? Because he's almost the owner of this Christian business, this the seminary, and uh, he gets out of his way not to alert and warn people in his country that Christianity is about to be destroyed there no he's not you know not talking about that he he gets out of his way and he writes an article to bash a man because of what he said 11 years ago because of a joke do you think that he cares about your family do you think that he cares about your children about what's going to happen in america because i'm talking my friends from a country here that was destroyed by marxists okay you know what's happening here in brazil the teachers 
in the high schools, okay, public public schools here in Brazil, they will force the students to go to protests against the government because we recently got rid of the Marxists here. So they're the Marxists here, they're trying guerrilla guerrilla wars, okay? They're trying to do everything they can in order to disrupt life in the country in order to create chaos, okay? And uh, they they are using the students here to go to the protest. And they said, you know, if you don't go, we're going to give you, you know, a low grade. You're going to get an F. And uh, and that, that you're going to have to pay for this, okay? And uh, so, my friends, that's, that's what's happening. No freedom at all. You know, all kinds of problems. You know, lives of young people destroyed. But this man, you know, he's powerful, he's got a lot of money, he's got a position, he's got probably tenure, you know, meaning a pension for the rest of his life. He's very comfortable. So we don't see here the compassion, the care about other people, you know. And we see here, for example, a guy like Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, okay? Saying he's a leader, can you believe this guy is a leader of the conservatives? And he says the electing Hillary Clinton is a moral, ethical choice. Is ethical choice? You know that her husband went to that Jeffrey Epstein island in the Caribbean. You know, there's this billionaire named Jeffrey Epstein, and he had a private island in the Caribbean Sea where he held, he had like several um, sex slaves there. So he was a pedophile. Oh, here it is. Glenn Beck, I'm sorry, here I opened the, I opened the, the website and a video with Glenn Beck started, <laughs> to, started to play. So here he is, Glenn Beck. And uh, I, I was telling you that, 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 Bill Clinton went to this island where they had like sex slaves, okay, the pedophiles island. He went there 11 times. But Glenn Beck says that voting for his wife is the ethical and moral thing. And what what's the, the you know, what are the credentials from Glenn Beck to talk about moral and ethical choices, okay? Well, First of all, he's a Mormon, which means that he follows a demonic occult religion founded by an occultist, Joseph Smith. He was a, a pedophile, he was a con artist, he was an adulterer, he was a polygamist, okay? Do you know that he, much of the problems that Joseph Smith had in his life... He ended up being uh, killed by by his adversaries, okay? Because he was hated, because he used to steal the wives of other people. That's Joseph Smith, the founder of the demonic sect cult of Mormonism. But Glenn Beck thinks that the problem is Donald Trump's jokes 11 years ago. So you see, my friends, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about American families. He doesn't care about the world. He doesn't care that Hillary Clinton helped kill hundreds of thousands of children in Syria. He cares about his money, my friends. He's got, he's got nine, $90 million. That's his personal wealth. $90 million. Because he's got this stupid show. I mean, the guy, he knows absolutely nothing about geopolitic, geopolitics. He knows absolutely nothing about the Bible. He knows absolutely nothing about conservative values. I don't know why people listen to this moron, okay? But somehow he was put there in order to hijack the conservative, conservative uh, movement, shall I say. And to make all conservatives look stupid. Okay, that's the problem. 
the leaders of the conservatives in, in the United States and I, was, I would say in the rest of the world, they're all traitors. They're all traitors, okay? Because this guy from the, the, the Southern Baptist Seminary, Glenn Beck, if Hillary Clinton is elected, she will destroy Christianity, she will destroy America, she will insert America into the new world order, into the, the, the world government of the Antichrist, but he will keep his money. Okay? Because, you, you, you know, uh, and the question, my friends, and, and so what, what, what's their strategy? Okay? They will behave like Pharisees. Instead of really discussing the issues in a deep way, Okay, let, let's see what may happen in Marxist takeover America. No, what they do. If you're a conservative, you should vote for a man who never says any kind of profanity. So that's basically a Pharisee. What is a Pharisee? A Pharisee is a person who puts a lot of importance you know, on minor things and let huge things pass without care. Okay, that's what Jesus told us, you know, you, you, okay, you, 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 you are concerned about a gnat, you're concerned about a mosquito, but you swallow a camel. That's basically what the Pharisee says, okay? And so we have this culture in America, which is very comfortable for, for the churchgoers, okay? Because they say, well, I, I just need to care about appearances. If this guy really talks the talk, you know, if he looks Christian, he says he goes to church, if he looks pious, you know, lots of piety, he goes to church, he has his wife by his side, and the children, you know, then I will vote for him, because he must be good. I don't want to think too much, because thinking really hurts, okay? It hurts, you know, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And that, I mean, don't you think that the devil doesn't know that, that Marxists, they don't know how people, you know, this kind of behavior exists, and he takes advantage of that, okay, and that, that's why you have some, some people like George Bush, the evangelicals, they loved George Bush, it didn't matter that he had the same globalist agenda than the Democrats, it doesn't matter that he implemented NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Free Trade Agreement. He was a globalist. It didn't matter that he was into skull and bones occult society. It didn't matter that you know started a war in Iraq and he killed one million people there, children, women, for absolutely nothing, no reason. I mean, we <laughs> we that really study these things, we know that he did that in order to insert Iraq into the New World Order. That's, that's the only reason, you know, in order to strengthen the, the government of the Antichrist, the coming government of the Antichrist and a new world order. But, you know, nobody cared. I remember at that time when uh, there was that scandal at Abu Ghraib prison, you know, the sexual scandal. It was not about torturing people in order to get, uh, you know, save lives and things like that. It was about sexual sin, my friends sexual sin with female soldiers mocking and doing sexual things to the prisoners there they were all naked and all kind of perversion i mean can you believe that the american army the american military involved in the the, the worst dirty sick things i mean not even the nazis did that and the church they didn't say anything about it anything you know because they're Pharisees okay because George Bush said oh no I'm a Baptist I know Baptist or Presbyterian I don't know he's the Satanist <laughs> come on do you believe that, that George Bush is a Christian you know he played the part he played the part and now the Bush family is all for, for, for Hillary so, my friends, it's all in the open. It's all in the open. And the devil knows that he can play around with the conservatives in order 
you know, just spread the, his doctrines and, and promote his plans. We have here news this week that Trevor Loudon, or Ludon, I think it's Loudon, Trevor Loudon, it's a very active conservative guy from New Zealand, but he's very active in the United States. He's got some. Um, he's got a website called uh, gulagbound.com, and he exposes Marxism and everything. But you know what we found out? We found out, my friends, that this guy he used to belong to. He follows a guy in New Zealand who's a, a wizard, okay, a witch, and this guy in New Zealand. He, he, he's completely crazy because he, sometimes he dresses like a wizard, okay? And he, this guy in New, New Zealand, he used to be a member of the Scientology church. So he brought Scientology to New Zealand, was very active, and then he had a breakup with them. He started his own magic occult uh, thing there, cult, all right? And all about witchcraft and Satanism. And Trevor Loudon is part of his coven. He's a witch. And he's a conservative. And now he's partnering with Olavo de Carvalho, the Brazilian witch. He says he's a conservative because he fights Marxism. But he's really into Hinduism, perennial philosophy, Gnosticism. You know, he has... Uh, he, he, what he does, this Olavo guy here in Brazil, he writes books and uh, you know gives speeches about how bad Marxism is, and then he attracts people, followers to his online courses. And once those people are in their online, in his online courses, that he says it's about philosophy, but it's really about occultism. You know, he starts to say, you know. Now you are in the inner group. You are in the inner sanctum here. I can teach you the truth. It's just like masonry, you know, when you are there in the higher degrees. And then he will say, well, now I'm going to explain everything about Gnosticism and everything. That's what they do. They just use politics in order to fool people. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing, my friends. It is amazing. And and another thing that I would like to discuss is that these people, my friends, they really, if you think about it, they think exactly like the occultists. Okay? Because the occultists, they say, well, this world's going to be great. There will be a, a great awakening a higher consciousness will dominate this planet because people will will really meditate and do occult rituals and get into trances and then the vibrations from the universe will take over and we will have a new age. Isn't that what the new age people say? That's what they say, my friends. And, uh, and then you see that what they will get is the Antichrist. All right, but what Christians do instead of saying no, the kingdom of God is not from this world, they say no. I agree with them. Well, we're gonna do, we're gonna have this this great, perfect world here, and uh, but the Christian by, by a Christian leader, you know, because we're gonna have a Christian leader. So basically, it's the same way of thought. It's the same reasoning. Okay. But if you go to the Bible, it's completely the contrary. If you go to John 17, okay, Jesus says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Then you have John 15. If you belong to the world, uh, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. So you see the difference here? Jesus is saying that we are not of the, this world. That he is not of this world. His kingdom is not of this world. Okay? So it's not a matter of substituting the Antichrist... For a Christian leader, what we should do instead is, is just 
you know, change our perspective completely and say, you know, let's live one day after the other. Because this world has no hope. No politician will ever save this world. Okay? Satan is the god of this world. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. John 16, 11. John 12. This time, the time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. The ruler of this world. Okay? But where's, where is our hope? First John 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So you have to be different, my friend. You cannot think the same way that the world thinks. Okay? Romans 12. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. James 4. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Okay? I mean, it goes on and on and on. It goes on and on and on, my friends. So I guess my message here for you today is Jesus Christ is the king of this world. Okay? So how should we, what perspective should we have, you know, in this American election or anywhere else? We have to, to really... Um, look for living a quiet and peaceful life. So you see, you know, you check and you see what is the candidate that will help me have a quiet and peaceful life. Okay? You also think about the principle of compaction. What is the candidate that will allow my kids, the families, live a better life? Okay? And then you put all those things together and you decide. I was reading, you know, uh, the Facebook page of Pulpit and Pen, and they usually have great articles there. But there was this guy from, from Pulpit, and, Pulpit and Pen, and he had this comment, I will, I, I will not vote because I prefer that America is destroyed than what he said, then denying God's commands. And then I asked him, please prove, prove to me that electing uh, a candidate with flaws is denying God's word. Because, you know, what, what he's saying basically is that, you know, the only way not to deny God's word is to vote in a perfect candidate. Of course, he doesn't exist. And he said, you know, let America be destroyed. I mean, come on, what kind of person says that, let America be destroyed? I don't want America to be destroyed. You know, I think about my friends, I think about the families there, I think about the kids, I think about the good Christians who live there, and I want America to be protected, to be blessed. I want Brazil to be blessed. I don't want Brazil to be destroyed. I have seen the amount of suffering the level of suffering that we had here in Brazil in these last 20 years. I'm glad that Marxists, they are out of power. I'm glad. You know? Because you see, I'll tell you, my friends, I'll tell you, you know, there's real life and there are those stupid ideas. Some people, you know, it's very easy for you to have, you know, those stupid ideas. If you are the leader of a powerful organization like, like that Southern Baptist Seminary, if you're a guy with $90 million, 
you know, it's very easy for you to, to you know, play God and, uh, you know, be a Pharisee. But it's very hard when you have kids and you have a family and you have to put food on the table and you want to worship and that they don't, you know, and you can lose all your freedoms, then it's much harder, you know, to say those stupid things. So I think, my friends, we are in a crossroads right now. And, and the problem is not only political, and I'll tell you, it's, it's much more spiritual. It's a spiritual, okay? And I can't see the leadership, the evangelical leadership, you know, they, they are not given any kind of good advice. They don't have any kind of wisdom. They're not being led by God. I mean, they're a disgrace. They're a complete disgrace, my friends. Don't listen to those people. Don't listen to those people. If you really think... If you really think you should not vote for Trump because of what he said or because of a joke, you have a problem. I respect you, my friend. If you say, I'm not going to vote for anyone because I believe that Jesus Christ is the king and I'm sick and tired of politics and they're all liars, you know, I respect your position. But if you say you're not voting because of a joke, you have no sense of proportion. Okay? And that that really makes me very concerned about about the situation, about the situation of America and the situation of the world. Because I'll tell you, if you have a leak, you know, in your kitchen, under your sink, you know, it's it's leaking there, the plumbing, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna call a plumber, okay? And you want the best plumber, because that's the way you live this life. That's one day after the other, you know. And you say to the plumber, please fix this. And someone will say, well, you know, well, this plumber, uh, he said a joke 11 years ago, so you should not call him. And I know, my friends, you you will not care. You you only care about if he's going to fix the the leaking or not. Okay, but if there's another plumber who said, you know, people will say, well, he's he's crazy. He's gonna put a bomb in your kitchen to set your house on fire because he's an arsonist. You will not call that plumber, because you have been warned that he's an arsonist and that he's gonna set your whole house on fire. So, I mean, you're a hypocrite if you live this way in your personal life, and when you talk about elections, you have a totally different set of rules okay so you see what i'm what i'm telling you it's like it's a no-brainer i like this expression it's an american expression it's a no-brainer you just treat this this thing this political thing the same way that you treat mechan a mechanic when you hire a mechanic or a plumber okay it's a practical thing. That's what I want you to tell you. You know, I, I think that's the best explanation or, of what I'm trying to say, you know, for this half, half an hour here. It's practical, okay? That's the way you should regard worldly things in a practical way, all right? You have a problem. You have, uh, you know, alternatives. You pick up the best alternative, all right? You take care of this in a practical way. Don't try to make it into a religious, into a, a you know mystical, ethereal thing, because it's not. Okay? We can only, my friends, try to live quiet and peaceful lives. That's the only guideline we find in the Bible in order to choose a political leader. Live quiet and peaceful lives. And stay away from wicked people. Alright? The, the first Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. That's the only guideline. All the rest is crap. It's hogwash. You know, it's intended to manipulate you to have political power for themselves, you know, because Glenn Beck is he's a politician. All right? 
that guy, that, that disgusting Paul Ryan, the Republican, the Republicans, they're against Trump, Trump because of the, the, the joke. You know why? Because they're all globalists. They are paid by the same pocket that pays Hillary Clinton. They are, they are owned by the Rothschilds, the Banklers, the globalists, the Satanists, the Luciferians, you know? They are, trying, they are manipulating you. Stay away from these false conservative leaders. They are false. They are Pharisees, okay? They are manipulating you. So you just, you know, solve this issue. It's like you have a flat tire, you take it to, to the, you know, to the... the you, you take it to the, 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 the guy who fixes the tire, okay? And that's it. It's a no-brainer, my friends. So don't try to spiritualize what cannot be spiritualized. All right? Because, I mean, we know what this world is all about. We know we have to carry our crosses. We struggle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual forces in evil, of evil in the heavenly realms. Yes, my friends, we are only temporary residents and foreigners. First Peter 2. So keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Okay? Be imitators of God. Ephesians 5. That's the message I have, I have for you. Okay? Stay away. Don't, don't spiritualize. If I have to, to summarize, the bottom line is this. Don't spiritualize this, this election. Don't spiritualize what cannot be spiritualized. Focus on the king. Okay? Jesus Christ is the king. There are so many passages, my friends. I was telling you that it was so hard to find passages about human leaders. It's so hard to find. Okay? But passages about Jesus Christ being the king, I mean, there are tons of passages talking about that, dozens of verses. Jesus told his disciples, My Father has granted me a kingdom. We have here Luke 22. Okay? And he said to Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. John 18. Okay? Yes, my friends, that, that's my, my message to you. Okay? We are his subjects. We must treat him as a sovereign that he is. He must have preeminence among his own people. He's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. So that he himself might come to have first place in everything. Colossians 1 verse 18. So we should really set our minds on the kingdom to come. Okay? Because these four years doesn't matter if it's Trump or Hillary. They will pass away. They will pass away. And we're going to have a different kingdom waiting for us. Your mind should be there. Alright? Should be there. Okay? He's the shepherd. John 10. Then I am a sheep. He is the master. And so I must be a servant. Okay? He therefore does the planning and my job is obedience. That's, that's how we should... That's the attitude we should have. We have been talking a lot about, about you know, obedience and humility in this show. Alright? Okay. Jesus Christ was Master and Lord. The Supreme Ruler, a King. We can, we can read about this in Isaiah, Isaiah 32. Zechariah calls him the King over all the earth. The Psalms, we, we can read there that he's the king of glory. Psalm 24, verse 10. He is the Lord of lords and king of kings. Revelation 17. You know, that, that's the way it's going to be. Lord of lords and king, king of kings. Okay. His name as king is Lord. Philippians 2nd uh, chapter, 
okay? God rules through Christ as Lord. We bow the knee. Everybody's going to bow their knee to God, to Jesus Christ one day. You know, there, I mean, we could really spend like weeks talking about the office of Jesus as King. But my, my message for you, my friends, my message for you is set your hearts on the kingdom of God. Because you have been delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred to the kingdom of his beloved son. Colossians 1. You are ready in his kingdom. Do you understand that? You are ambassadors here. You are ambassadors, okay? So treat these this worldly things here as practical things, alright? Do not fall for the lies of the Pharisees. Okay? Think about compassion. Think about living a godly, peaceful life. That, that's our whole objective. It's a no-brainer. Okay? It's a no-brainer, my friends. That, that's the message I have for you today. Set your heart, okay? Set your eyes upon Jesus. Because that's all that matters. Alright? Thank you, thank you very much for, for your attention, your precious time. And I hope to see you again next week, God willing. Bye-bye.